Let's pray. Lord, thank you again for your word, Lord. We, as we come today, Lord, to meditate upon it, Lord, to speak to our hearts, we pray. Open our hearts to all that you have for us, Lord, and draw us to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but our world is changing. It was changing before COVID-19, and most people saw it as progress. I'm not so sure. It had been so fast-paced that I actually appreciated the slowdown that COVID brought, but not the fear and not the division that fear is causing. I realized the, that rapid change and world crisis has happened in history many times over before, and there are still among us those who have lived through it, whether wars or imminent nuclear war threats or outbreaks of tuberculosis or polio and so on, people who are among us went through things like that. And there are also refugees among us in Canada now who have also experienced war even in their generation. What I'm concerned about is that our current leaders have not. Prime Minister Trudeau, for instance, was born, if you can imagine, a year or so after Canada's last real crisis, the October crisis that his father faced. And he did face some family crisis, of course, the divorce of his parents, the tragic death of his brother, and, and after that, he turned to God shortly, but then again, he went his own way. That's how it usually goes, even in Bible times. But I fear most for our children who haven't lived through any crisis or hardship or known any sort of instability as we have now. Our world is in flux. Even the weather patterns are, and we don't know how things will turn out. One thing is sure, however, that we are not secure in our present world, not without God. And what alarms me is that many people still put their trust in other people and in governments to work things out instead of seeking God in times like these. As Christians, world upheaval should not matter as much as it does to others. We are told by Jesus to look up in such times, for it means the time of our redemption is nearing. We have security in the creator and the sustainer of all things who is also our redeemer. It is God whom we trust, not people or any government, and we take comfort in our God. But sometimes as Christians, we still experience anxiety because we live in a foreign world amongst foreign people who don't think as we do. And we also have loved ones who belong to the foreign world. 
And because of those things, we often get caught up in this temporal foreign world and find ourselves thinking and fretting like everyone else. Especially in these times, we have to seek, find, and focus our attention on God who is everlasting and who is our only hope and security. The psalmist in Psalm 27 wrote this, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? What does it mean that the Lord is my light? It means that with him I will see clearly. It means if I stay near to him, my Lord, and seek him in all manner of things, he will guide me. Sometimes it is hard to make decisions these days and we feel pressured to make them anyway. Seek the Lord when you feel pressured. It's okay to wait. Take time away from everyone else and everything and get alone with God. Realize that without God, you don't even have enough information to make some of those big decisions. Seek the Lord and leave it with him and he'll work it out. Only in the awareness of the Lord's presence will we be free from fear. That is why it's so important to seek and find him in these times and also to learn to be aware of his presence always. We are totally dependent on him for everything anyway. Realize that. Realize what the Apostle Paul said, that in him we live and move and have our being. That's no matter how much or how little strength we have, the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? I like that Psalm 27 regards humanity as the cause of most difficulties. We are, of course. And yes, there are storms and droughts and fires and earthquakes that we call acts of God, which we can do little about but endure. But those too come from the result of our failures. And it's the same with pestilence of today. We have to endure. Try as we must to stop it, yes, but understand and admit that it is beyond our control. Doubly vaccinated people are still being hospitalized and dying from COVID. So we must humble ourselves and seek God for wisdom and help. Another Psalm, Psalm 91, which speaks more about pestilence, has been a comfort to many Christians these days. But I wish that more Christians would actually show that they believe Psalm 91 is God's word and put their trust in God and, and share the gospel in times like these instead of taking shots at other people who don't agree with their world-driven way of dealing with the pandemic. We've been sidetracked 
as Christians, sharing our views about how to deal with this pandemic more often than we share the gospel. Humanity's failures are behind the pestilence we are experiencing. We must realize that God is our savior from it and our savior from everything else. Even though humanity has caused and continues to cause most of our world's troubles, humanity is unable to fix them alone. Humanity's solutions are mere band-aids. Look at Afghanistan. God is the one we must look to for wisdom and help. If and when we do, he will save. But the Lord who is our salvation must be more than that too. He must be our desire as well. The Lord once told his people through the, prof, through the prophet Haggai, once more I will shake the heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations. That's a name for Jesus Christ. It goes on, I will fill this temple with glory. The shaking of God is to cause those who have turned away from him to desire and seek him again. Psalm 78, 33 to 35 says, he brought their days to an end in vanity and their years in trouble. When he slew them, they sought him and returned and inquired after God. And they remembered that God was their rock and the Most High was their Redeemer. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't see that happening yet. I don't see anyone who was not seeking God before seeking Him now. Therefore, things may get worse before they get better, but not for the Christian, not for those who do desire and seek God and have their trust in Him. If things do get worse, where will us Christians be? Will we be available as guideposts for those who don't know where to find God? Will we be visible at all? That depends on our relationship with God. The psalmist in verse 4 to 6 of Psalm 27 wrote this, one thing have I desired of the Lord, one thing I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the fair beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his tabernacle. Indeed, in the secret place of his dwelling, he shall hide me and set me high upon a rock of stone. Does that describe you? It should if you are a Christian. That place of security is the presence of God's person. In Matthew 6, 6, Jesus told us, 
When you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. Jesus was a man who spent private time with his father in prayer so that he could spend public time with the people. We need both. And what we need in order to find and to hear God is sometimes privacy, privacy with him, an audience with the King of Kings, who has that privilege, we who have put our trust in Jesus, his son. But how often do we take advantage of it? It's no wonder that we do get down and anxious, even as Christians. Our phones, our televisions, and the cares of this world, this world that we actually do not belong to, take us away from our private time with God and then our public time with others is all messed up. How much time do we spend with the cares of this world and how little do we spend with our maker, our sustainer, and our eternal redeemer? The psalmist who seeks God says, And now he shall lift up my head above my enemies round about me. The Lord is ready and willing to do that for those who desire and seek him first. And so we offer our praise and confidence with the psalmist David. Therefore, I will offer in his dwelling an oblation with great gladness. I will sing and speak praises to the Lord. That should be the attitude of the Christian in the midst of all that is going on around us now. Our focus should be on Christ our salvation, not on our enemies, not on the pestilence, and not on the cares of the world around us. Is it just now? We should be praising our Lord and looking to him in prayer when we feel that we are being overwhelmed by forces that are too great for us. And we should praise him and look to him in prayer, even when we do not feel that way. The voice of the psalmist, please, to God, hearken to my voice, O Lord. When I cry unto you, have mercy upon me and hear me. You speak to my heart and say, seek my face. Your face, O Lord, will I seek. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in the right way because of my enemies. And the psalmist finishes with this testimony. I would utterly have fainted had I not believed 
that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's how it should be for us Christians, and that's hopefully how it is. We, like the psalmist, have confidence that we will see the goodness of the Lord even here still, even in this foreign world where we now live, even in the midst of this dangerous and changing world. The psalmist closes with a final admonition for us. Await for the Lord. Be strong, and he shall comfort your heart. Oh, put your trust in the Lord. You know, sometimes it's good just to sit and meditate on the Psalms. To meditate on the Lord of the Psalms, who is our Lord. Sometimes we need to take a Sabbath, to go into a room and close the door alone with God. The psalmists were people like us who knew and loved God, but who had also gone through great times of calamity. They learned patient dependence on God and how to seek, pray, and praise God through it all. We do well to follow their example. When we get overwhelmed, that's a sign that we need to go into that room and to be alone with God. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you that you are there with us, Lord, and we know that we should, Lord, take time out of our days to have that time with you alone, Lord, to begin our days like this, Lord. But, you know, often we forget until we are so overwhelmed, Lord. And now, Lord, in these times when so many people are overwhelmed, Lord, speak to their hearts. Draw them away with you as your son Jesus did to his disciples. Give us time with you so that we, Lord, can be sent out by you in this world with the message of your gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.